Now, The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Hi there, everyone. Welcome to another episode of The Whole Home Show. I'm Tony Joe, your host here every week, bringing you tips, education, and updates on home-related matters. If you're in the real estate market or if you're looking for decorating or improvement or mortgage ideas about your home, this is the place to be. Our show comes to you with the support of our show partners, Denise Webster, mortgage broker with Dominion Lending Center's Modern Mortgage Group, J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor with Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance, the Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs, and Shoreline Inspections with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. Of course, I have been a realtor here in Greater Victoria since 1991, been at it for a very long time, a born and raised Victorian. I love our town. I'm a fierce supporter, and the community here means everything to me. If you are looking for help uh, in real estate, whether it is for mortgaging or legal aspects or home inspection uh, or house insurance or me, the real estate uh, agent itself, feel free to give us a call. Your team members here at the Whole Home Show at CFAX 1070 would be happy to help you. All you've got to do is look us up. Visit CFAX1070.com. Uh, go to shows. There you'll find us, The Whole Home Show with me, Tony Joe. All of our contact information is there. We would love to hear from you. Still remains a very interesting time out there as we live in uh, relaxing uh, self-isolation. Our bubbles are getting a little bit bigger nowadays. That's great to hear. And of course, BC has done such a great job, especially here on Vancouver Island, uh, in terms of uh, people staying away from the coronavirus. Now, we should all still be concerned and still make sure that we're taking our health precautions out there. Uh, but uh, BC, when you look at the stats, has done so well. Things are uh, hopefully moving forward soon here. Great seeing businesses open again. Great seeing all these spots, restaurants that we haven't had a chance to visit for months back in business and um, even kids back at school. That's the most amazing thing. But things have changed out there in real estate, and there's no question the numbers are not what they would normally be this time of year. Our guest today is a longtime real estate professional, my friend and a mentor in the greater Toronto area. It's Barry Lebo from Remax. He's been a realtor for 53 years with a background also in property appraisal uh, and in investment. And he's also a seniors specialist. Uh, he's always a fellow with lots and lots of great wisdom. Looking forward to having him on our show. Uh, as a reminder too, by the way, we are podcasting. So if you are a podcast listener, just find us. Look up The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on either iTunes or Google Play, uh, and you can download and listen at your leisure. Of course, as always, just visit the cfax1070.com website, and our recent episodes are streaming there. We always start with our listener question or story, and if you've got one that you'd like to share with us, give us a call, 250-414-6540. That's 250-414-6540. Leave a message, please and we will bring it up on the air. A question that has come up a lot recently, so not from one specific person, but the question is, who is buying real estate in Victoria during COVID times? Now, our stats for the month of April came out. We had 287 sales in Greater Victoria. 
By the way, that was down 58% from what April 2019 was. We had 696 sales there. A lot of people are saying, oh my goodness, the market is down. Is it though? Because still, there was almost 300 people that bought or sold real estate during the first full COVID month where people were supposed to be self-isolating uh, and staying away from uh, any potential health issues. So that question is, who is buying? And I will tell you, there has been a lot of cases where people have had to buy. People who had sold their properties or sold their homes prior to March 15th, which most of us feel was kind of like the beginning of uh, that COVID phase. Had they sold their house, they need a place to move to. So therefore, they are definitely in the market to buy. Um, yes, generally, these are people that had their mortgages in place and their jobs are secure. Unfortunately, of course, we know that there are people out there right now who are uh, um, either laid off or waiting for work to come back. The government, thankfully, has some programs that are assisting in that manner. So there's the people who are sold that need to buy. Here's one that I've seen a lot of, and I'm, t I'm speaking here from firsthand experience because we have had a number of bidding wars, multiple offer situations in the last couple of weeks. Of course, as the seller's agent, I'm the, I represent the seller. When we look at the offers, we get to see where the buyers are coming from. And lo and behold, I've seen Vancouver, and I hear the story from other agents as well too. So we're having people from the lower mainland come over here, plus the Torontonians. So what is going on? Well, best as we can tell, this whole notion of self-isolation and changes in people's lives have maybe caused, prompted people to start thinking about life in a different way. Do they need that hustle and bustle? Do they need uh, all of the amenities of a metropolitan city? Do they need to be sitting stuck in traffic across the Lionsgate Bridge um, in, in Vancouver? Do they need all that or is it time for them to start thinking about a simpler life? One that is a nicer pace, uh, one where the weather is great, one where it's relatively close to anywhere they need to be, one where all the amenities are there. Oh, when you think about those things, what city in Canada do you think about? Hmm, I wonder. Yeah, that would be Victoria. And of course, we're talking Canada because Right now, borders closed. You know, there's not a lot of other places that people are going to. I'm not hearing a lot of Canadians thinking right now of relocating down to Mexico, for instance. Uh, so that's what's happening right now. We are seeing that interest. Could this happen moving forward? Uh, I feel so. A friend of mine was telling me the story about uh, the fact that um, uh, he, he read an article, sorry, uh, about people's thoughts about mortality. And how all of a sudden what we've gone through in the past couple of months has gotten us thinking about the future. And if someone has thought about moving, moving to the island, moving to Victoria in the past, maybe now's the time for them uh, to pick it up and start doing it at this moment so that they can enjoy uh, the rest of their lives in wonderful Victoria. Now, that is unfortunately bad news. For anyone who has read, of course, CMHC has says that uh, there's going to be 18% uh, defaults of mortgages. Uh, they feel that prices are going to go down anywhere from, uh, I think it's 9, nine to 18%. Um, there are people out there that, again, approach us regularly and say, hey, uh, are prices going to start going down into Victoria? And you know what? I've said this to you guys before. Half of me 
would love to see that because if prices go down, we could sell a lot more houses as realist. Me and almost 1,300 of my other colleagues out there, I think we'd be happy. Now, the other half of us, the other half of our brain says, hold on a second. A lot of our clients, homeowners, have most, if not all, of their equity tied up in their homes. Seeing that eroded by uh, 18% or more is not a happy thing to think about. And, and we're not even talking about people that have lost their businesses or people that lost their um, occupations recently. That's a whole other story altogether. Um, but just going back to the core question, why are people moving? That's the reason why, again, people had to move. Um, people thinking about moving to Victoria because they've been thinking about a simpler life and where they want to be. Victoria is that place. As always, if you would like to share a question with us, a story, give us a call. 250-414-6540. It's 250-414-6540. Or find us online, cfax1070.com. By the way, during coronavirus, we have been doing our uh, shows by Zoom. And we've been recording the videos too. So if you want to watch uh, our guests uh, talk on the program at a later date, visit our Facebook page, the Prime Real Estate Team, Prime Team Vic. Uh, or find us on YouTube. Just Google uh, Prime Team Victoria or Tony Joe. We're posting all of our episodes there. We would love to see you. When we come back, we're going to be having a chat with a veteran of real estate in Canada. His name is Barry Lebo. He's been in real estate for 53 years, always full of wisdom. I love speaking to this man, and you'll hear from him when we come back in just a moment. You're listening to The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. So... Real estate across the country has had so many very colorful characters, and our guest today, uh, I would, I would say, is one of the most colorful. Now, you may not know him because here we are on the West Coast. We're in Victoria. In many ways, we're still kind of protected from the rest of the country. Uh, the fellow that I want to introduce to you right now has been in real estate for a long time. He is a fixture in the GTA in the Greater Toronto area. Um, he has a background not only in real estate, but in appraisal. Uh, he is an instructor and a trainer. You mentioned this fellow's name when you're in Toronto or the Ontario area, and they all know him. Over the years, I've had a chance to get to meet him and get to know him as well, have dinner with him as well. Uh, I want to introduce you right now to Barry Lewell. Barry, thanks for joining us. Hey, Tony, what a pleasure to be back with you. Even if it's long distance, we're not physically, but well, this is the best thing about, too bad, you know, there are some things to be thankful about, you know, about this whole isolation thing. And the fact that we can just have this conversation like this without travel, because we had you over here a year. It was a year ago that yeah, you came to Victoria. Yeah. Yeah. And we can also be thankful that we're not wedding or event planners right now, you know, a hundred percent, hundred percent. How many years? I know it's 50 something. How many years in the business now? I'll be 53 years in the business in August. Okay. So and I'm, I'm planning, I'm on my, I'm, I'm starting to cut back. I've, I've semi-retired. I don't work Sunday afternoons anymore. <laughs> and um, another 47 years to go and I could, I'll make it. Uh, okay. I, you're such a good sport because I always joke, like whenever I'm up uh, instructing or something, I'll make reference to, you know, Barry has been around for 165 years. Yeah. Yes. Wow. No, I can't die. You got to understand. I can't stop. Um, and, and there's a reason in Canada why people, people listening to this, we have uh, about 15, 16,000 people in Canada over the 100 or over, and they're growing constantly, oh, that wow. number. Yeah. And people think it's because of medicine. It's not. It's because 
Canada Revenue isn't finished with it. <laughs> yes, they got work to do. <laughs> so yes. until CRE says you're finished, you can't yeah. keep going. Yeah, yeah. You're on the free, we're, we're all on the Freedom 120 plan, eh? Yeah, you know, yeah. especially nowadays, you know, I mean, we have to pay the debt for great grandchildren are going to be coming up. No, well, hey, listen, let's talk about this because you know, uh, coronavirus has affected everything. Uh, okay. We're all, we're all in self isolation. The real estate industry has changed a lot. We're still doing things though, strangely. Yeah. You, of course, fifty three years in the business, you've seen things happen. You were there during Black Thursday in nineteen eighty one. You've seen uh, drops. Um, what can I mean, we you know, expect? No, I've seen it. I've experienced it. I mean, I was an investor. I mean, I've I've lost everything. I've yeah. been, I, I, I had 33 houses at one time when the Ontario government brought in a law, a speculation law, that wiped me out. And um, I was destitute. Yeah. You have no idea. So wow. I've, I've, I know what despair is. I mean, I've seen it. I've seen people commit suicide. Um, yeah. I've seen people commit financial suicide. I've seen people do stupid, stupid things. Yeah. Because no matter what happens, how bad things are, Tomorrow it bounces back. Well, and so that's the optimistic view. Like, um, we, now mind you, we've never seen a global pandemic or anything of this scale. We um, have no, no, no. My grandfather. I was about fourteen. I was a history fanatic. Yeah, I loved history in school. I just loved it. One of the few things I ever did like in school. And I remember when I was about fourteen and found out about the Spanish flu. I interviewed my grandfather. Yeah. And I, one of my grandfathers, and I said to them, what was it like to live in 1918? And we went into it about the Spanish flu. So I had a, an understanding of it. As, as years progressed, I watched and listened. There's a very good YouTube video out there, if anybody wants to watch it, on the Spanish flu, a documentary. Uh -huh. It's fascinating. And most of it is, it didn't have to happen the way it did if the governments wouldn't have screwed it up. Ooh, imagine that. Do we learn from history, huh? No, the governments did horrible things. What's yeah. really fascinating is the, the city of San Francisco actually um, almost put up a moat and a drawbridge and, <laughs> and, and basically missed the Spanish flu. Wow, amazing. Yeah, they, amazing. Were, they were so alert. They had such good counsel and such good people working in their civic, um, um, you know, they, their authority that they really thwarted the Spanish flu. It's a it's a study unto itself, and they don't people don't listen to history. They don't follow it. If, if they would have just looked at what San Francisco did in 1918, 1919, yeah. we could have avoided a lot of this mess. Well, on one, so first of all, I think in Canada we're pretty blessed. I know you guys in Ontario. I mean, hey, let's face it, you guys are a huge metropolitan area. You've got things uh, to deal with uh, here in BC, man. I think we're pretty happy in a way we have our own moat because we're on the Island here. Uh, yeah. and, and, and things are good, but, um, yeah, it's you know, I've never caught a salmon on your Island. You got and it. Well, next I've time tried. you're here, you know, I've tried, <laughs> I've never caught it. I caught shark, but not salmon. Okay. I'll bring you to the finest seafood, uh, uh, retailer in town here. And we'll no, 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 no. I want to catch. <laughs> okay. Okay. Back in the Campbell river, you know, back Done. in the Campbell river. Done, done. Okay, so again, going back to uh, things that you've seen, because you've seen markets go up, markets go down, because one of yeah. the questions that, that people have right now is, all right, what's going to happen in the near future? What's going to happen to the value of my property? 
it's not just my experience. Remember, in, a, in my years in commercial appraisal, I was across Canada, across North America. Yeah. I've worked in a lot of the United States. Um, I was in Florida during two collapses in Florida. Yeah. Um, oh, we had oh, hold on, Barry. Uh, before I forget, you uh, you appraised something on this side here. What was it? Was it Grouse Mountain? Grouse Mountain. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We appraised and and uh, some huge, huge tracts of land out in the Delta. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm no stranger to Vancouver and everything. I've not worked worked in uh, in Va uh, Victoria. Mm -hmm. I played tourist in Victoria. As you should. As you should. As you should. Yeah. Um, but my clients, uh, my clients were across the country. I spent a lot of time in Texas. Um, I saw a lot of downturn, bad things in the American economy. I spent a lot of time in Florida. So it's not just what goes on here. I've seen it in other places. Mm -hmm. And it, it's quite disturbing um, to walk in and see. Because remember, every time you walk by an empty store, it's not an empty store. It's a dream that died. Oh. It's somebody's life. Yeah. You know, I don't care if it's a chain of 15 stores that went down or 150 or the little sweet shop that was selling pastries and stuff that went down. That was someone's dream. Yeah. And, 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 and you have to look at the human element. We can't detach ourselves from the fact that it was this because the guy or gal who collapsed in that store probably collateralized their business with their and their credit cards or anything with the one lender. So they walked into the bank who has the mortgage on their house. So when they lose their business, they're probably going to lose their home. Yeah. Yeah. You talk about despair. Uh -huh. Oh my goodness gracious. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a horrible. How are you, so how are you feeling about this right now? Are you feeling, are you feeling there's going to be some uncomfortable, unhappy despair uh, in the oh, near future? No there's okay. no question. Look, at, I mean, yesterday the National Post posted that about, they expect one out of every five, 20% of mortgages to be in default. Mm -hmm. Residential, single family. Now, that does not mean they're going to go into mortgage foreclosure um, arrears. What they're talking about is these are people who are going to defer payments or what have you. But you, you've got almost a million people directly or indirectly related to just the entertainment business being the restaurant business, tavern business, um, events. I mean, you know, hey, there's somebody in Alberta, all they do is send, sell um, um, beef to all the restaurants. I mean, it, there's a whole chain. There, there's about a million. So what are you going to lose? 20%? 30%, 40%. We don't know. Yeah. We don't know, but it's not going to be zero. Good Every point. Well, listen, hold that thought, Barry, because we, we need to take a break here. Uh, I'm on the line right now with Barry Lebo. He's with Remax over in Toronto, 53-year veteran of the real estate business. He has seen a lot, including many ups and downs, many downs, right? Um, and it's timely conversation because of what we're going through right now we want to have a conversation after the break about um you know property values and how maybe people should be thinking about the values of their properties moving forward um but we'll take a quick break we'll be back in just a moment now the whole home show with tony joe on cfax 1070. thanks for coming back you're listening to the whole home show and i'm tony joe our show comes to you every week with the support of our show partners denise webster mortgage broker with dominion lending centers modern mortgage group 
J.P. Sellers, insurance advisor with Westland Insurance, operating as Island Savings Insurance. The Sitka Law Group for your real estate, wills and estates, corporate and personal injury needs. And Shoreline Inspections, home inspectors with Reese Jacob and Monica Gass. If you need any help in your real estate transaction in any of these areas, feel free to give our whole home show team members a call. They would love to hear from you. You can find their contact information on the cfax1070.com website. Uh, look under shows. There you'll find us, the whole home show with me, Tony Joe. Uh, we would love to hear from you. Having a great conversation right now across the country. Uh, it, we're doing this by Zoom. And by the way, uh, we are and we have been during isolation uh, recording on video these uh, sessions as well. So you can visit our Facebook page, Prime Real Estate Team, or our YouTube channel, and you can actually see your guests face-to-face -face here. We're talking right now with Barry Lebo. He is a, a realtor in Remax in Toronto. He is a longtime fixture. Fixture is a kind of harsh word to use, but I you know, know. that's who you are, right? I know. I, I feel... <laughs> I sometimes I feel it because, you know, like I sort of come with the joint, you know, <laughs> you do. 53 years in the business in August, your, in August, they'll be 50 in August. Okay. Give me a couple of months here. Got it. Got it. Uh, and in many iterations, including being an investor, being an appraiser, being so many things, uh, listen, before the break, we were talking about, uh, what is likely to become a kind of painful time because you mentioned the national post cm the head of cmhc of course last week yeah. was mentioning uh i think it was nine to eighteen percent um uh troubled mortgages potentially yeah. um i want to go back to what you talked about about the dream about uh empty retail shops being a broken dream it is a broken dream and then i right now as we sit here and we listen to the words that are being spoken here. Somebody is sitting at a kitchen table crying with their wife. And the kids are sort of terrified what's going on, mom and dad. And the guys is sitting there and told the spirit says, I have no idea how we're going to get through this. The next, I don't know how we're going to put food on the table the next month. It's horrible. I, and, you know, especially right now, considering so many of these businesses uh, or operations are really shifting the way that they have to do commerce now. Uh, you know, we, we are changed forever. Things will never be the way they were before. No, and I don't even know what this expression, the new normal is going to be. It's going to be a new world, Tony. Yeah. You know, there's been some positives. I mean, let's take a look at some of the, po the positive is. We can do what we're doing right now. I mean, uh -huh. I got I got um, a woman, ninety five years old, in my life, who's on Zoom. <laughs> yes, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and on Facebook, yeah. um, people that have never that used to go to the bank to even pay their bills yeah. are now banking online for the first time. It's accelerated that process, yeah. and it also people are buying houses online visual virtual tours and everything else virtual and um that's a that's a a concept i've sold like that i have yeah. sold americans just through my video yeah. but you got to be uh, um you know you got to be quite honest you got to go over with your camera and say by the way these taps are leaking yep. it's a minor issue you know we can get a the smell is a little that. off or something you know things that they can't see on the yeah. video right um yeah. i smell dog you know yeah. um we got to bring in a uh, watch an ozone machine uh, before you move in. I think the place should be painted. Like you got to be honest, yeah. you know. Like you yeah, because they're going to see it. They will see it at some point. 
So you got you got to tell them what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, like you know, if you're going to do that, do it as if you're selling it to a relative, showing a relative, and that's the easiest way to do it. Be be upfront, be honest. But there's a new way of selling real estate. And um, but you asked a question before about value, and I want to talk about value for one minute, please. Don't believe. I don't care who's listening to me at this moment, mm -hmm. and what area they're listening from. There is no such thing as a quote real estate market. Mm -hmm. There is a local market. Now let's everything is strata. Mm -hmm. So the person buying their starter home 250 300 is different than the person buying a 3 million dollar property. And there's all in between. There's the detached, there's the semis, there's the townhouses, there's the condos and there's every type of neighborhood and school area. Mm -hmm. So every area is completely different. And what happens in one town may not happen 10 kilometers away. Or even and two kilometers away. In, yeah. And, and, yeah. And yeah. what happens in, in, in like you take, I, I'm talking now in Toronto. Yeah. Um, there's a couple of school areas that people pay premiums to get in there. They still will. Yeah. And no matter what part of Canada you're in, no matter what, if the price is right, there could be a bidding war in the worst of times. Yes. And what we've seen when we study other downturns is that actually more properties start to sell. The prices may come down and that's why, because mm -hmm. as prices come down, there's more affordability. Look at this whole concept of up, 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 up is probably the worst thing that I've ever seen. I, I, I go to my, I grew up in small town, small town Ontario, yep. Guelph, Ontario, and it was 35,000 population. <laughs> okay. And um, my parents bought a home and all their, their, their only, and as of everybody else's parents, and all they knew was you lived in the house, you paid off the mortgage 25 years, and then the house was free and clear. Nobody even dreamed that the house would go up in value. Mm -hmm. It wasn't done. Yeah. Well, okay, but, 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 but here's the problem because people in the last, particularly in the last 10 years, and I'm thinking of real estate people who've only been selling for five years or 10 years, yeah. they, they, they're, because they have not known any different, there is the presumption that property should be going up two, four, twelve percent per year. Oh yeah. But but the, when you look at the grand scheme of things, in your fifty-three years, it's actually rare for that to happen, right? It's 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 been people. What happened is people lost sight. My own kids. I mean, my son would phone me every week and go, "You know what the house down the street sold?" I go, "What are you in the stock market or a real estate market?" <laughs> yes. I mean, it's not a stock. Yeah. They look at it. And the house becomes the piggy bank too. I mean, yeah. that's the other taking thing. money out. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I'm going to caution right now. A lot of seniors that are listening to me. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of seniors business, and uh, I just sold during this um, crisis um, my hundredth property in the last five years, which either an estate or a senior downsizer. Yeah. You know, I'm moving seniors now, not into a condo from a house. Not, a, I'm moving them into rentals. Oh, because they can get their money yeah. and put their money away yeah. and have a nest egg and live longer than putting their money from a house into a condo yeah. because they don't want to tie up a lot of cash. And it's an interesting oh. time too, because the, the, uh, the rental market has softened to some degree as well too, right? With all this. 
Well, the other thing is I'll never put a senior into a rental of a condo. That's for sure. Mm. They're going to rent in a rental building. Yeah. And that way they've got tenure. As long as they make their, their payment, for it, they're there for life. I mean, they don't have to move again until yeah. they physically have to move. But yeah, because what you're, saying, what you're saying is if, some, if somebody moves into a rental condo, there's always the possibility that the owner of the condo will say, well, it's time for me to sell. And then, that, and then that senior could potentially there's be. No, I would never put a, a senior in. I just moved a senior. It wasn't a, an expensive property. It was, um, it was about 550000 which is expensive in Canada, but by Toronto, it's not. And he's, sorry, there's. there you got construction talking, going on. Here, yeah, I got construction. <laughs> That's here, all right. Actually right. doing the bricks outside my building at this moment. Well, this is real um, life recording. Real life recording. This is real life. Yeah. <clears throat> so what I did was. He moved into an apartment that's costing $1,700 a month. Yeah. It's not a fancy place, but it's a nice, clean place. He's got a gym. Yeah. He's got everything he wants. And in turn, he put the money in the bank. He's yeah. sitting with a half a million dollars cash and more in the bank. Well, so, and then there's also the demographic. So the age demographic where when people went through a lot, they're used to having things in the bank at you know and it's there if they need it right well yeah but you've got to be careful not just put your money into a bank savings account one yeah. percent yeah, yeah. first of all the first thing i tell people is you're under canadian um under our deposit laws and your protection you're better off to go to a credit union to put your deposit in okay well, listen we need, to, we need to take another uh break uh barry this is a really important one we're going to pick up uh, after the break we're having a conversation with Barry Lebo with Remax uh, in Toronto. 53-year veteran in the business. We'll be back in just a moment. This is The Whole Home Show with Tony Joe on CFAX 1070. Thanks for coming back. You're listening to The Whole Home Show, and I'm Tony Joe. We're having a conversation today with Barry Lebo. He is a 53-year veteran of real estate in Remax in Toronto. He's also a, he's got a background in appraisal in investing, and he's also a trainer, an instructor. A lot of people across Canada, especially in the East, know Barry because he's provided his wisdom uh, to so many countless real estate professionals out there with all of his advice and uh, direction. I'm one of them. I've seen Barry speak. I've had him over uh, here in Victoria. Uh, hey, Barry, thanks for coming again. Uh, a pleasure, buddy. Yeah, you and know, I, I do. You know, right now, I like you a lot, Tony, but I wish you were a barber. I could really... You're not wow. the only one. You're that's that wow. that, that makes the for longest, two. The longest, the long. I mean, thank God for gel. I'll yeah. be honest with you. <laughs> hey, I've seen pictures of you in the '80s. Please tell well, me. Here, I, I I always wanted to be a movie star. Yeah. I always wanted to look like a movie star, Tony. Yeah. But unfortunately, <laughs> he's got he's got a this picture. This is quite what I expected, you know. No, he's got a picture of uh, uh, Larry. Larry, yeah, yeah. Uh, Larry, uh, he, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, uh, uh, here, you see the resemblance. That's right. Le uh, Larry, Moe, and uh, Curly or Shemp or whoever. Yeah. Yep, yeah, there was a bunch of them. That's right. Okay. Um, we were talking uh, before the break, talking investing, about investing. Investing, yeah. And, and by the way, as a reminder to our listeners, uh, Barry's uh, condo, because he's at home right now, is undergoing some renovations. So if you're hearing some noise in the background, that's uh, them working on the brickwork or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Canadian uh, banking laws, your deposit is only uh, um, protected up to a certain amount in charter banks. 100,000. 100, 
So if you have one million dollars, yeah, and you want to, and you don't want to be anything more of a risk taker than get the best rate the bank can serve, yeah, what you do is you take ten times a hundred and you put it in ten different places, yeah. And I would start with credit unions because your credit unions are insured, and credit unions give a higher yield. Well, it's interesting, you know, my, so my wife's uncle, uh, you know, who, um, you know, immigrant from Europe, uh, lived through the war. Uh, he, he was very much in this way because he didn't have confidence in the Canadian banks. You know, there's always that concern. What happens if a bank collapses, right? And uh, if you got all your uh, eggs in a basket then, right? You know, the last time we had a bank collapse in Canada? Yeah. My goodness gracious. We, we've had one in my lifetime. Yeah. There's been there's been handful. One, we got one of the best banking systems in the world. Well, it got us through 2008, right? 2008, 2009. We, you know, we we've had great guidance because they're 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 not controlled by parliament. Yeah, they're independent. Yeah. Um, okay, so we were talking. We've been talking about uh, working with seniors. Um, you were having this conversation about market values and I love that. Yeah. You're right. You know, I, it always amazes me when people talk about what's the market going on in Toronto. Well, for goodness sake, you've got so many sub areas. So, you know, you brought up things like the schools, the school zones. Every neighborhood has its own yeah. status. And remember condominiums are, are it for high rise anyways, mm -hmm. are vertical neighborhoods. It's all a condo is. It's a subdivision going up to the sky. Um, every you could have two condo buildings side by side. One's different, completely different than the other. Yeah. One's in demand, and one nobody wants. And they're yeah. they're almost identical when you look at them. But there's a cachet to one and lack of that to the other. Yeah, it's like a microcosm of community, sort of. In in either Tony, the I've worked across the country. I've appraised properties in almost every province there is. I've never been in Prince Edward Island. Okay. Okay. Um, but we've, we've worked across Canada. I mean, um, I've seen it all as far as, and, and, and in the worst of times, I remember being in, in Calgary in a terrible, terrible time in the market. And yet there were certain neighborhoods were doing well. Yeah. Yeah. Because something else that you mentioned before too. By the way, I've never understood Edmonton, so we won't get into that. Which by the way is heating up right now. So their, their market, you know, cause they've been soft for years. It's uh, it's been a busy little it's place. Never been one of my favorites. <laughs> okay, okay. Um, so you know, as we move out of uh, self isolation, all that kind of stuff, people start thinking about putting their properties on the market. Um, I feel that sometimes homeowners can have a sort of deferred vision of value because they might look back pre. March 15th and say, well, houses were selling in January at a million dollars. So surely I can get that today. Right. And, and I can buy gold at what it was a week ago or <laughs> anything else. You see the word sold is, is past tense. Okay. Sold is historic. You yeah. can't predicate your value today on what sold yesterday because it's yesterday. And it's the same thing. I can't buy the stock of yesterday at today's price unless there was no change. Yep. But the real estate market shifts every day. So what you have to look at, if I'm pricing a house today and I, I'm out there and I'm a, I, wanna, I actually want to sell my house, I don't want to give it away. I want to sell it at market value. What I have to do is I have my real estate agent has to look at what's on the market. 
So if I'm in a subdivision, let's say I'm in the whatever uh, 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 Sherwood Park subdivision or oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, area of town, yeah. and if there are 14 houses for sale somewhere to mine in Sherwood Park, I got a problem. Yeah, I got, got a competition. in my pricing. But if there's one or two houses for sale in Sherwood Park, then I can probably hold out a bit. Yeah. Because there's, 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 there's no supply. So supply and demand, you have to look at the competition. Yeah. It's very, very important today. Okay, so here's another question for you, though, because this one comes up every once in a while, too. How about the absence of comparables? So if you're looking in a neighborhood where nothing has sold for a while, because then again, you know, the habit that sellers have is, well, nothing sold. And I know that in a neighboring area, you know, a house just sold for a million dollars, but I'm in a better neighborhood. So surely I, got I can get. House. You forgot to say, and I got the best house. I got the best house. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the absence, the absence of comparables. Like how how do you deal with that? Oh boy. Well, you know, I I've done that. I mean, we had during the downtimes, during the eighties and the nineties, running my appraisal firm, we went into we went into towns where there hadn't been a sale, in a town, to wow. speak of, and we had to come up with comparables. And believe me, it is not an easy task. And um, sometimes you have to go to another area to get your comparables, or you've got to go back and say, the last time anything sold was that was comparable was, and you may have to go back 18 months and say, that's it. Yeah. And, and there's time, I mean, appraisal, the Appraisal Institute of Canada has a lot of very fine members. And what happens is they're trained. I mean, it's a lot of education, but in the best of it, appraisal is not a science. It's yeah. a it's a scientific approach, and there's an art to it. There's a gut feel. So for an appraiser to do their job, a lot of times there's a feel to it. And well, again, it, you come back to that area. Nothing sold. Yep. Nothing. But you also have to look. Is nothing sold because maybe people don't want them. Oh <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, hold on. I'll give you an example. Yeah. I don't care where you are in Canada. There's one house type that people stopped liking years ago. Yeah. People don't like the split level home. I know people listening right now, there's people in split level. Oh, we love our split level. <laughs> well, then why aren't builders building them anymore? Oh, yeah. Builders stopped building. First, they were costly. Yeah. And they weren't a bungalow and they weren't a two-story. Yeah. All I know is in a, in a two-story, you go up, you make your bed, you come downstairs all day. And if you got company, you don't have to worry if your beds are made or they're not. Yeah. In a in a in a story and a half, you're in a in a split level. You're up and down stairs all day. Uh-huh. I don't have to go back upstairs if I'm in a two story. I go out, finish it upstairs and come down and live downstairs during wow. the day. I'm in my living Very, room. That's you know what? That's a really and it's a reminder because certain floor plans and the styles change. Styles, styles change. change. Yeah. Styles change. Yeah. And, and 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 it's a house. You know, the, the wildest is, I, I don't care. I was like, I walked the streets of Vancouver and Victoria less than a year ago. Yeah. And I go across Canada. What are people building today? They're building these cube houses. Yeah. They rip down an old bungalow. They're building this cube, yeah. all glass fronts and all that. And all I know is that when I've seen the houses that were torn down and built contemporary in the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s, Eventually, these houses look like the fins on a 58 Cadillac. <laughs> okay. Traditional houses never go out of style. Yeah. When you build art, 
Yeah. Art can go out of style. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's conventional. So, so again, this is what happens here. So here in Victoria, in Oak Bay, um, a lot of residents and some politicians bemoan that some of these, uh, you know, older houses with deferred maintenance are coming down and being replaced by these new styles. And there's all, there's conversation about, oh, they're destroying our neighborhood and all these things. But your point is a really important one. And that is builders build things that they know they will sell. That's right. Right. But people also, they want, a lot of people want this funky, get away from it all. All I know is in, in the years to come, will it still look, mm-hmm. you know, I, rem- I remember as a kid standing with my nose against the window looking at those Cadillacs coming out with those giant bins. Yeah. They were state of the art. Yeah. I look at some of the houses, the one of the finest neighborhoods in Canada, you know, and some of the most famous people in Canada live in Toronto in the bridal path. Yes. You know how many, all those houses that were built back in the day, they've all been torn down. Yeah. I've been there. They're all, yeah. Architects Digest homes, torn down. Architects Digest. Oh my goodness. For sure. For sure. Um, Wow, Barry, you know, we could talk so much more. Our our, uh, episode here is coming to an end. Again, it's Barry Lebo. I want to interject something. Oh yeah. Yeah. One of your sponsors. Yes. I heard the word wills. Yes. I am encouraging. I do seminars on this. Uh-huh. Anybody who's listening to this, if you're smug, it said it's estimated that 50% of Canadians do not have a will. Yeah. And most lawyers who I speak to say that's an that's a an optimistic view. Those of you that have wills, how much has changed in your family structure? Has there been divorces, deaths? Um, who's your executor? which is now a state trustee, you please, I, I am a preacher of everybody has to have an up-to-date will. I push it like crazy. And the funny thing is they're not that expensive to get done. Most lawyers do them as loss leaders. And they're easy. I mean, people are concerned that it's going to be a, a painful experience, and they're not. Well, the thing is, I, I, I left my Ferrari to my son, the Picassos to my daughter, <laughs> And the good jewelry. And my lawyer said, Barry, I've known you for 25 years. When did you get all this stuff? And I said, I don't have any of it. He goes, what? I said, I want him to go crazy for years trying to find out where I buried all this <laughs> Anyways, he says, you can't do that. And I go, but that's who I am. I want to put this in. We had such a fight. You have no idea. I'm not joking. Oh, I, I wanted to leave all these great stuff to my kids that I don't own. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he oh. says, you can't do that. I says, well, you screwed it up when you started with I, Barry Lima, being of sound mind. I said, I didn't even pass that test. <laughs> um, again, we're here. Uh, we've been with Barry Lebo uh, today. He is with Remax in uh, Toronto, the greater Toronto area. Wonderful fella. I've had the pleasure of getting home, have dinner with you. Uh, I had you Good over here in Victoria uh, to train some realtors over here. Uh, you are a man of wisdom, and uh, well, we will have you back. Don't ask, don't ask my ex-wife that, please. Okay, <laughs> we'll stay away from that. Um, and to the rest of our listeners, thanks for listening. We'll be here for you this time next week.